What up, everybody? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. I'm your host, California Cal, and this is a show where we have the conversations that really need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. Really, this show's about self-understanding, keeping it real as fuck, and telling the motherfucking truth. You know what I mean? So that's what the fuck we do. Welcome to season two, episode three. This puts us at 103 episodes out and live, and uh, that's pretty dope. One second here, guys. Um, Hold on, hold on. Still here, still here. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I, <laughs> I had to go run and adjust. Oh, fuck. It's too sideways the other way. Whatever, guys. Enjoy the sideways view. The camera's all crooked. I was trying to fix it, and I no longer care that much at this moment. So... Today's episode, I had show notes, which were going to get used for this uh, from my plug, and I'm kind of in a different space, so I'm going to do those next uh, on the next episode. Um, I didn't forget about it, so thanks. <laughs> so lately, what's been going on with me, man? That's what I'm going to fucking share, and this all is for the sake of keeping it real as fuck, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times, a lot of us are dealing with shit, and sometimes the only way to clarity or to make any sense of shit is to have somebody else share what they're going through, and then it resonates and it hits you in your own way where it's like, oh shit, like, damn, that just put words to something that I didn't even know I didn't have words for. You know what I mean? So sometimes you listen to somebody and they're sharing stuff and you're like, whoa, this person's like describing me. You know, the scenario or the situation or the the uh, the means of getting them to this point or to these words or thoughts is a little different from mine, but it's still the exact same thing. And from what I understand, that's called experiential learning in the sake of where we're sorry. Is that right? Yeah, where it's not necessarily like you're out hands on, but you're learning in a way that's actually like transforming how you think from here on forwards. So that's my favorite. One of my favorite types of learning is that. So for those of you that are familiar with my background, um, well, I should say for those of you who are not familiar with my background, I'll give you a quick little like summary well, I'm not going to give you the whole thing. Um, quickly, I'll just say, let's go back in time a little bit here. When I was 17 years old, um, when I was 17 years old, I had gotten accused of murder. Basically, my friends were going to fight some guy and I jumped out to go help and back them up. Or they weren't going to fight one guy. They were gonna... There was three guys going to fight two of my friends. So I went up to go back them up just in case they needed it. Turns out one of the three people on the other side had a gun. He was going to pull the gun out on us. Undercovers ran out, tackled us. This whole It was this whole ordeal. Anyways, a week later, the guy who was going to pull the gun on us got killed at a party. And with a bunch of enough like circumstantial evidence, they pieced the case together and were trying to say it was me who did it. So I got my house raided. I was under police surveillance for two years when this happened. Um like, a year before they actually, like, did the whole thing, because there was all sorts of gang shit going around in my neighborhood at the time. I know Mira Mesa. And Mira Mesa was cracking off Mecatown at this time. Now it's, like, a whole nice-ass place. I mean, there's a bunch of crazy shit going on currently, actually, which, if you listen to the last episode, we get into a little with the arsonist and all that. But um, it brought me back. So, like, I was thinking about that and I'm like, dude, I got my house raided and I was under surveillance and it brought such a paranoia to me to where I didn't trust anybody or anything like any cashier, any person in the store, anybody who just looks at me for a second too long, anybody who's just asking just one question slightly too personal or slightly off or you dress a certain way or you tie your shoes a certain way. I'm like, this guy's a snitch. Like his, his shoes are like football laced. Like they're too tight. <laughs> like that, that's signs of a snitch. So it's like the same way you can see. Well, I guess everybody doesn't have this ability, but grow like 
having the ability to see like undercover LP, like loss prevention officers in a store. Like I remember when I was just younger and like I fit the the uh, judgment and category of like somebody who would be up to no good or stealing shit in a store just by the way I looked or moved or the people I was with or whatever. I knew when they were watching me and they were next to me. And then when I actually worked in the stores, I would just look at these guys. I'm like, bro, like you are so obvious. Like any person stealing who's into stealing, they're just going to look at you and be like, well, this guy is an undercover for the store, you know? So, um, so that paranoia started kicking in to the point where it was like, I had to, I would have to drive around like eight different blocks just to go home. I would just, man, like I would check everything, dude. Like my paranoia was so, so, so off the charts. Like if you followed me for a block or two too far, like whether you were following me or not, you're just going in the direction you're going and you made like two or three of the same turns as me. Oh, I got extra, extra, extra tight. And I would do anything to shake that person or change my route or what I was doing. Sometimes it would take me an hour to get home when I'm only five minutes from my house because I'm just driving in different circles and just fucking making sure that nobody's following me, whether it be like the undercovers or the fucking, you know, people who didn't like me or different gangsters and different shit like that. So I'm like, I was never a person to go start a lot of trouble. But at the same time, I was somebody who stood up for myself and would, you know, I would hang around like some not so good people. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, I'm trying to think where to even start with this, dude. Like, so I had all that happen. And I realized I got to be really responsible with how and what I say about this whole thing. So, hmm, where do I start? Okay, so I say I was super triggered by that because, and I only share, I'm only sharing this with my listeners and a couple of like the people, and I've only spoken to this about, about this with some of the people absolutely closest to me. Um, and only they really know what's going on. There's like three people. <laughs> so, well, four. Um... So I had let my oldest son drive and that triggered a whole bunch of things. And fast forward, CPS got called on me for this. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Um, So whatever, it is what it is. I I don't want to say too much about it yet. I'll get into it after we go through this whole thing. So that happened. I'm like, ah, fuck. All right, I fucked up. I get it. Um, I learned my lesson, you know, the whole thing. Now, like I said, I can't say, I I wish I could just air everything, but for one, I'm not the type to ever, like, put anybody on blast or some shit like that, you know? So, that happens, and then, so I'm like, I get a note on my door from them, I'm calling them back and forth, and blah, 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 and then finally I talk to the person, and, you know, the the lady, she seemed pretty cool, and she seemed reasonable, and um, we've got an appointment to talk. Well, I guess when you hear this, it'll be today we have you know actually when you guys hear this me and that cps person will have already spoken because i'm recording this on sunday and i have my conversation with them tomorrow morning monday morning and then this episode drops monday at noon so you guys are actually going to hear this after i speak to them so i'll have to update you guys but uh so that happens and then i'm like It's interesting because I'm kind of going back and forth with my ex. Like she felt a certain type of way about it and all of this. And she didn't want CPS called either. She said she like really didn't want it. But she was in a position where somebody reported it just based off of their conversation and all of this. So it's interesting because she said she didn't want it. She said she begged for that not to happen because she knows I'm a good father. It's just that we need to find some sort of mediation to help us out in this. Right. So. I'm like, cool. But then all fast forward, the next day I see a note on my door and it's from the sheriff. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, I don't know anything about fucking getting in trouble or anything, you know, like aside from like when I was a teenager, just, you know, some basic shit. But I don't know anything about getting in trouble. Like, I don't fucking do that, you know? Well, I shouldn't say I I don't know anything about it, but (laughs) 
I know, like, in terms of me, be, like, getting in trouble or me doing some dumb shit, like, I've gotten fucking tickets, like, the speeding ticket or, you know what I'm saying, some shit like that. I've had to go to court for having lights, a light burnt out on my car or fucking window tint or, like, shit like that. Anything outside of that, this, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of firsthand experience, so... I see that, and I'm assuming it's the same thing. I'm like, ah, CPS, sheriff, whatever, you know, they're probably just fucking doing their thing. So, me and my ex's agreement is to find a mediator, and then we'll move forward. So, a bunch of shit, blah, 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 blah. Like I said, I'm not really at liberty to say yet. Um, So, the next day goes, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to call all these cards back, because they're fucking clearly visiting me every day. But what happened was, one of these times... When I saw the sheriff note on my door, something just freaked me out. And I fucking went back to when I was a teenager when they accused me of murder and all the surveillance. And I see the cops driving by my house twice a day, three times a day sometimes, sometimes five times a day. And they would circle my block multiple times a day. And they would look out for what friends I had over, what activities I was doing. If they caught me with any particular people, the way that the gang injunctions were set up back in the day, they had labeled me as a gangster, even though I was never in a gang and I never was a gangster. They labeled me as that so they could, they had the right to like arrest me if they found me with certain people. The whole gang injunctions, you can go back and listen to early episodes of the Damn Dude podcast and hear a lot of stories about that. Um, if you really just want a ridiculously insane story, go check out Ryland's interview that is our second highest rated episode for a fucking reason. Ryland's story is insane, um, which also gives me a lot of hope for everything I'm doing with. So that happens. I get fucking triggered, dude. Not in this like I'm fucking, blah, you know, I'm, I'm more so triggered like that paranoia that I experienced when I was younger just kind of flipped and kicked in. And I was like, what the fuck? So I fucking shut all my blinds. I fucking turned all the lights off and I'm like freaking out. And I'm like what am I doing? Like, what am I hiding from? I didn't do anything. And I'm like, sitting here having this conversation with myself. I'm like, I didn't fucking do anything. Like, what am I scared of? What am I hiding from? Like, all right, like sheriff, let's talk. So I was literally calling the fucking, the number of the note that they left on my door. And I'm calling it. They're not answering the phone thing. I'm like, yo, I'm really trying here, dude. Like I, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm really, really trying to get in touch with these people because I didn't fucking do anything. So, well, I mean, like outside of letting my kid drive, but we, that's its own issue, right? That's a whole different thing. So I come to find out that the CPS thing and this fucking sheriff thing are two different things. And I'm perplexed because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is there outside of that, which we already had discussed and talked about and are moving forward with? What outside of that? The fuck? Like, all my stuff is legal, everything's up to date, like, I legit didn't fucking do anything, so, I'm like, all right, what the fuck is going on, so, I'm like, calling, 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 and then I finally, I'm like, ah, man, like, I don't understand what's going on, so I just stopped, and then I'm like, it's still early in the morning, and dunk, 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 and it's not a normal knock, it's one of those, like, authoritative, like, like pounding like it was the door was being pounded on it wasn't just a knock and i'm like i know this knock <laughs> and i'm like oh, fuck dude like i've seen enough cops i've seen <laughs> you know like the tv show um oh, i just accidentally drew on myself <laughs> damn it um and forgive my appearance today i just got done with my run i'm trying to record this so i can rush out to go um, see if I can surf for my second workout. I need some ocean and some healing in my life and some rejuvenating, some fresh ocean air <laughs> and some cold water, man. Cold water is so good for your body. Anyway, the knock, I'm like, who is it? Sheriff, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, all right. Open the door. I'm like, hi, blah, blah, blah. We just start talking and she's like, oh, I'm just, I'm like, what is going on? She's like, I was like, I was just trying to call you guys all morning. And and there's a woman, uh, sheriff, and she's like, dude, she's like, well, you're not in trouble. I'm just here to serve you some papers. And I was like, serve me papers for what? Like, I was like, is this about the CPS thing? And she's like, no, we, we, I got nothing to do with that. This is a whole separate issue. So she serves me a fucking restraining order 
from my ex. And I'm like, huh? Like, the fuck? What for? You know, like, I don't even get it. So I'm reading through this whole thing. And it doesn't make fucking sense. There's like such random piece together things that don't add up. And I'm like, yo, this is not right. And because of this, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw I posted, this is the hardest day I've ever had in my life. Excuse me. And it was because it was like I wasn't able to see my kids and they're telling me I can't see my kids for a fucking month, basically, because of this stupid ass restraining order until we get to go to court to fucking hash it out. And I'm like, I got evidence for days. I got all this shit like what the fuck was said was not true. There's some pieces of it that are true, which I 100 percent admit to and have no problem with it, like getting in an argument and and cussing before like, okay. Yeah, that happened. Who the fuck hasn't gotten in an argument in a relationship? So I'm looking at it and a lot of the stuff is just fluffed up and from years and years and years and years ago. And I'm like, all right, like this is really interesting. It seems just like a fucking defense mechanism or something like it. It doesn't make sense. But because of this, I don't get to see my youngest son on his birthday, dude. Like how fucked up is that? I don't get to see my kid on his third birthday. That's so fucked. And it's because of this stupid ass paper. Now, at the same time, I'm not saying anything bad about her because the thing is, I actually understand where she's coming from and I get her emotions and her interpretation about it. So I'm not even mad at her for what she's doing. I'm just like upset I can't see my kids and I'm upset that it would ha- it is like going this route and It's one of those things where it's like, if you're not practicing gratitude, you often don't know how good you actually have it. You know what I mean? And that's something like I practice gratitude every morning and every night and throughout the day. And it's something I really, really, really do. And for those of you who've been listening since the beginning, you know this shit. Anybody who knows me, you know what's in my calendar. You know what I'm saying? So... That shit triggered me, dude. Like, it gave me that paranoia that, like, ah, like, what the fuck? You know, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You know, that, that was just the feeling that that came across me because I didn't do the majority of the shit that's in this statement. And just like in the past, I didn't fucking kill that guy. I had nothing to do with it. I was literally just kind of tacked on in the last minute. And the whole thing got flipped on me to where I looked really bad. But... I should say, and what I realized is that the truth will always prevail. So that leads me to my next biggest point is, well, I guess before we kind of tie that off, I should say we're, I got to go to court. I got to handle this shit. I'm really fucking pissed. I don't get to see my kids. I haven't got to see them this whole new year. And that makes me so fucking mad. And I feel like this was just used as a, as a tool to like, I don't know, to postpone things or like let her figure shit out. I don't even, I don't even know how to interpret it. It's really just weird. So with that being said, something that's a little bit, um, I get me, I don't know if it's egotistical or not. Well, yeah, I guess it is. So something that's pretty egotistical of me is that I aim to be and want to be and am the realest motherfucker in your headphones in your life, on your timeline, wherever the fuck you see me or how you know me. I want you to know me as the realest motherfucker, somebody who was honest, open, and cared about people. You know what I'm saying? And the the reason I aim to be open and honest is because I care, because I never had anybody to really lay out this fucking just honest ass path for me to where it's like, yo, continuously telling the truth will set you free like there's a lot of cultural shit that i grew up with where it's about saving face and it's about doing the right this and that you know what i'm saying certain moves and in chinese culture there's a lot of that sort of stuff so when i'm like yo i don't give a fuck about saving face dude i'm gonna just be real as fuck i don't care because what's real is real don't fuck with it like i don't 
all this other shit, I don't care, you know? And when I say I aim to be the realest motherfucker out here, what I mean by that is that not in this let me tell you what's wrong with you sort of way. Nah, I'm here to be real in this. Yo, this is what the fuck I'm going through. This is how the fuck I dealt with it. This is what the fuck I'm doing about it. And you got any questions? Let's fucking go. You know what I'm saying? We're here to all feel better, do better, be better, and enjoy fucking life. You know what I'm saying? So oftentimes in order to actually get to be able to enjoy the real fruits of life is like you got to go through some shit. And after talking to a couple people, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I'm good. Now I oh, and also like there was the whole day and I sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. Pause. <laughs> Shout out to Andy Frisella and 75 Hard. He created the program. And thank you, because that shit is saving my motherfucking life. What I mean by that is I have my daily tasks that go off for 75 hard. Read 10 pages of a book, two 45 minute workouts, drink a gallon of water, no cheat meal, stick to diet. Cool. All the take a selfie of your uh, take a picture of yourself every day. I have my reminders. My alarms start at like six in the morning and they don't stop till like two in the morning. Like to ensure I don't fuck up the program i don't want to restart i've fucking gone 99 days as of today 99 days when you guys hear this it'll be 100 days no cheat meals over 100 gallons of water 200 workouts and i can't i lost count of how many books i've already read no alcohol that's another one i haven't drank i haven't had a cheat meal nothing in 100 days by the time you guys hear this and I'm not going to let feeling shitty fuck that up for me. You know what I'm saying? To me, this is what integrity means. It means doing what the fuck you committed to. Now, what the fuck I've committed to in a bigger picture of life is being a real motherfucker who leads by example and does the right thing no matter if anybody's looking or not. No matter if I get credit or not. That's the whole context I am out to raise my kids in is tell the fucking truth. Tell the truth no matter what. Who you are behind closed doors, what you do behind closed doors, what you do when nobody's looking. If you do what's right when nobody's looking, if you do what's right when no one's paying attention, when you do what's right when there is zero credit. That's how the fuck we operate. Damn, dude. We don't play this fuck shit. We have fun. We're funny people. We're loving people. But when it comes to doing the right thing, whether anybody's fucking looking or not, that's what the fuck we do. You know what I'm saying? That's what my fucking, that's what I'm about. That's what my family's about. And that's what we're here to do is to do what the fuck is right, no matter who the fuck is watching or not. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, Yo, a lot of us are putting on a fucking show online and this. You only see people's fucking smiling, happy family. I guarantee you if I took a snapshot of you at your dinner table eating, you're not going to look like that. You know, it's the same thing as like you see a family and each member's on their phone when you're out to dinner. And then you're like, man, I feel bad for those guys. And you look back and you're on your phone and every person in your family's on their phone. And you're like, oh, we're the fucking same as them. Like, <laughs> fuck maybe i need to check myself first you know what i'm saying that type of shit so it's really fascinating that's something that's very intriguing to me is to put the shit out there to be like hey my family we were all on our cell phones and i gotta admit we looked like knuckleheads you know what i mean like that type of shit so that's what i mean by like keeping it fucking real you know it's not like, oh, look at those guys. Oh, look at us. Oh, we're an exception. No, your fucking post or your message or your this, it might be important. Absolutely. But that doesn't make you better than anybody. You know what I mean? So, man, there's a lot. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Calvin, even though Calvin looked like he just ate a cat. Whoa, <laughs> I forgot that button was on here. <laughs> what up, everybody? We bike. Welcome, bicycle. So, man, we just went in. 
kind of feeling like I lost my voice for a little bit. Like my throat hurts after that. Um, which, by the way, where the hell did my water go? Um, bruh, where the heck did my water go? Damn it. I don't know. I'm a, let's just finish this off, I guess, then. <laughs> I keep going. <clears throat> so, like I said, I'm committed to doing what's right when nobody's looking. I'm committed to being a good person when there's no credit. And this is something I told my son. I was like, dude, and we're, you know, we've been talking. It's like, he's like, man, this is hard. You know, we're going through it, dude. Like we really are. This is probably like the lowest point I've been in as an adult. So where do I want to go with this? I'll say this because this might be helpful for others. I, I, in no way am I trying to brag. I'm just sharing what actually happened. And this isn't even, I don't, I don't think this is going to come off as braggy, but you know, how people like twist shit or whatever. So there's something I do and have done and I do a lot, which is, and my son has seen me do this and he's been here with me when we've done this a bunch of times, my oldest son, which is, <clears throat> We'll see, we'll just literally be driving anywhere. We've been in the ghetto, we've been in nice neighborhoods, we've been at the mall, we've been at the grocery store, wherever, in fucking behind the alley, wherever. There's something I really believe in, which is if I see like a dude yelling at his girlfriend, or if I see somebody who's weaker or lesser just getting absolutely punked, or something's not right, or there's women or kids in danger, 100% of the time, I pull over, I step to the side, whatever the situation is, oftentimes we're driving somewhere, but I'll pull over, and I'll just stop and watch, and and if I see somebody put hands on somebody less, somebody smaller, somebody weaker, somebody at at a lesser advantage, I will pull over and protect that person, I don't give a fuck where I'm at, who I'm with, who you are. I don't even care if I get beat up because that's what's right. And standing for that person and making sure that they can get away or whatever, that they're safe, that really, really, really fucking matters to me. So that's what I told my son. I'm like, yo, Nate, you know how we pull over to help women, children, or somebody less fortunate? Right now, we're pulling the car over for ourselves. Right now, we're pulling the car over for our own family. Right now, we're pulling over to watch over ourselves, take stock of what's going on, and make sure that what is right is what happens. You know what I'm saying? Damn, dude. So, like I said, yo, we're pulling the car over for our own family this time. We're pulling the car over to make sure and observe that what's right is right. And it doesn't matter if you get your ass kicked in the process, because if you did what's right, you're a fucking hero. You're a good person. You did what the fuck was right when it felt scary, when it didn't make sense, when whether everybody or nobody was watching, you know, in your heart, you did what was right. These people have never seen me pull over. They don't watch me. They're in their own argument, but I'm watching over them. You know what I'm saying? The same way that I know God and the universe and the people who love me watch over me and my family. So I'm not tripping because the truth will always fucking come out. And that's one thing is I'm committed to the truth in a way that is through gratitude. You know what I mean? Excuse me. So because... I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for what I have. I don't fucking want anything other than to be with my kids. I don't fucking want anything in life. That doesn't mean I don't have ambitions and goals. If I don't fucking pursue them or if I don't get them, I don't care. I'm so grateful for what I have and who I am and my family and my kids and the people that I know. Dude, the people around me currently... I don't have a lot. I went from being somebody who knows all these people and I really put a lot of weight into that to being somebody who's got like barely a handful of people 
who truly are compassionate, understanding, and really want the best for people in life. Like if you're, that's not what you're about. I don't want to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? And I really mean that shit. Like if you're not contributing to making sure this world is a better place, I don't want anything to do with you. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean you got to be up to some huge noble cause or whatever. It just means you are also a person who does what's right when there's no credit. You know, however that looks for you. I don't expect anybody else to go pull the car over for somebody who's getting punked or whatever. No, I expect that of nobody. Slightly of my son because that's, you know, bro, this is what we do. Otherwise, you know, or like take the appropriate steps to make sure that person's protected like you don't have to go get yourself hurt in order to protect somebody you could you could tell somebody else you could do other things there's things you can do you know what i'm saying and at the end of the day we tell the truth no matter what that's what the fuck we do now there's a big difference between our truth and the truth And oftentimes people come from their truth. Now, when I say truth, I automatically do not count my truth. I'm only speaking on the truth. That's that's my goal and that's where I come from. That's my context is when I tell stories about stuff, I make it clear that, yo, this is my story. This is my interpretation or my view. Otherwise, you can expect it to be the truth about shit, not my truth. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that I really understand is like, in these papers written against me, it's that person's truth. It's not the truth. And there's a big difference. So the more that we can comb through these things, well, I mean, not all of it, but most of it. So the more we can comb through these things and make understandings of all this, the less drama and bullshit we got to deal with, you know? and that's the thing I told my son. I'm like, dude, just tell the truth no matter what. It doesn't matter whose feelings get hurt. It doesn't matter if it's my feelings, your mom's feelings, anybody's feelings. It's, you've got to tell the truth. The truth will set us free. That's the only way. So, like, yeah, I'm tripping, but I'm not tripping because I know reality and I know the truth, not just my truth you know what i mean and this is something that i've distinguished for myself is that my truth most of the time adds up and equates to the truth i understand when i lose myself in the sense of like speaking too quickly or i didn't think long enough about what i was trying to say or i didn't i don't know enough about the topic i went and spoke on I can understand, well, okay, that was completely like my version of the truth versus what's actually the truth. And that's why I'm like, dude, the truth is always right. It's the outside my truths that always fucking melt and don't stand the test of time and do not stand the test of history. And that's why I say these, well, I used to always say in these podcasts, these podcasts are timeless classics you can pick them up at any point and it doesn't have to be relative to today to today's current events or whatever's current events this shit will make sense in real time well maybe with the exception of when i first started talking about nfts and stuff but like that you know just because technology changes and we've grown and all that but even then that was the truth you know and then we added our truth to it and our interpretation and vision and all that so anyways These conversations are the ones that need to be had because they stand the test of time. Because having to deal with emotions and feelings and all of that stuff and and being real about shit, it's timeless. It doesn't fucking matter what century it's in. It doesn't matter what fucking planet it's on. It doesn't matter how fucking crazy anything is. It's going to stand true. You know what I mean? Excuse me. So... Man, so, okay, let's do this. So I'm going to kind of walk you guys through real quick what I did to get my head out of my ass because the feeling that I felt 
was the same feeling that made me want to kill myself before. It was the same feeling that had me stand with a gun to my head in the mirror. And now that I experience this again as an adult, I'm like, whoa, okay, let's go. And the integrity to my program to 75 hard, the reminders, do your task, Calvin, do your task. Doesn't fucking matter. Get up, boom, do it. Go do this, boom, read this, that. Okay. I was suffering, dude. Like I wasn't able to do or perform my basic human functions. Like I don't think I brushed my teeth till like five o'clock that day. Well, maybe it wasn't that late, but like three o'clock. You know what I mean? I was having trouble. I would just stop and lay on the floor and put my head down. I would stop and just like collapse on, just lean over on my table. I I felt dead, dude. Like I was just drained so fast, dude. And it just, so hard, you know? And I took the time to do all that. Once I was able to kind of like get my bodily functions to like, operate normally like oh put shoes on do this do that you know like i was having to remind myself to go pee like i was that out of it i would be like uh, like just laying with my head down and be like dude you really you've had to pee for like an hour go pee and i'm like like in my head it's like it doesn't even matter you know not like i'm gonna just sit here peeing myself but that was like my attitude you know so i'm like dude you've got to get up go pee Oh shit, all right. Do that. Boom. Alarm goes off. Drink your water. Ah oh, shit, all right. I better drink some water. Boom. Alarm goes off. Go do your workout. Ah oh, shit, all right. I better go do my workout. So I'm kind of just blindly following my tasks. And that's what successful people do that I've learned. Because when you have a clear plan for the day and for what you're doing, there's like, what other shit is there? There's not, re- you know what I mean? You don't, there's not time for any other weird shit because you just got to do what you got to do because you wrote that down when you were at your most committed feeling in that most committed moment. And that's what you really wanted is what you committed to when you felt good. Damn dude. So that's why when we write down and we know exactly what the fuck to do every day, we just do it. And there's no like this or that about it. You know what I mean? So Having a reminder to be like, eat food. Oh, yeah, fuck. You know, and it's like the closest I can think to this is like when my best friends got murdered. Or I've had crazy shit happen in my life or heartbroken from a relationship or something like that was the closest feeling. But more so when people die, like when somebody really close to you dies, one of the most helpful tips for me and that I give to other people when they lose somebody who's really close is to remind them to eat and drink water and not just tell them, but like bring them water, bring them a piece of fucking food or whatever, you know, like, because when you forget to do those bit, when you're so distraught and so emotionally jacked up, you forget that you don't want to eat. You don't care. Your body's rejecting it. And you like eat it. It doesn't matter. Take two bites. I don't care because, you know, the less nutrients you got, the less optimal your brain is working. So I know for me and I know for a lot of people that are close to me when they lose somebody who's super duper close to them. Sorry, I kind of said that word. When I know people who've lost people super close to them, reminding them to eat, reminding them to drink water, reminding them to do this or that. It seems like it's very good advice. You know, it's very practical. It's very real. It's very physical. And it kind of doesn't matter how you feel because we all understand that we need to eat. You know what I mean? We all understand we need water. So those are good, helpful things. So I'm reminding myself of that. I'm like, okay, a piece of me just died. It feels like, so remind myself, do this, remind myself, do that. So I did all that the next day. I'm like, all right, I need to go. I'm sitting here feeling all the feels. I need to go do something good for myself that has to do with self-care. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the desert, dude. That's my happy place. That's my favorite place in the world. So... I go to the desert. Well, sorry, let me say this. It took me f- to like, I decided I was going like early in the morning. And then I probably didn't leave the house till like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. It took me that long to just put my stuff together. I just went for myself for a day. All I needed was a backpack, stove, water, and some blankets. 
And it took me like 14 hours to do that. (laughs) And it's all good. I still went, you know what I mean? I still did it. But I was out there and I was just like, man, again, just practicing what I'm grateful for, what I'm grateful for, what I'm grateful for. To even have problems regarding my ex and my kids, that means that I have kids to have problems. You know what I mean? That means I have kids. That's fucking amazing. That's a dream come true of mine. So I'm like, wow. You know, a lot of times when we have these issues, we have to really look at what there is to be grateful for. Yeah, I got all these issues with my kids going on. And thank you. You know what I mean? I I couldn't have this problem without them. You know what I mean? So to me, that is the power of gratitude. That's the magic of gratitude is that it can do that. You know what I mean? So... I go out to the desert, I go off-roading, and I'm like, dude, self-care, man. Still, no smoking weed, no drinking alcohol, no fucking snacks or fucking emotional eating, no cheat meals, none of that. I stuck to the fucking program even out in the middle of the desert. And you can go follow my Instagram page and hear the whole story about it. You know what I mean? At Real California Cow. I haven't been on the Damn Dude Podcast IG in a while. I kind of... I don't know, man. I don't really, I I don't have any words about it. (laughs) It is what it is. I haven't put much into it. Let's just say that. Um, I've been putting a lot into my personal one because I feel like if people follow me and they understand me and they like me, the people who fuck with me will automatically support that second nature. So I'm not even tripping about that. This is a 10 year plan. I could fumble the ball for the next fucking six years on posting anything on the damn dude podcast Instagram. And as long as my podcast's still going, I'm good. I ain't even fucking tripping, dude. So it is what it is. You know, these things take effort and work to build them and they die quicker than they get built. Like, that's for damn sure. But uh, what I realized, like, if you really fuck with me, then you'll fuck with whatever I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Damn, dude. And that's the power of being yourself and being real and keeping that same realness behind closed doors. Like this podcast, this is me behind closed doors. Like I want you guys to realize that. Yeah, because you it appears publicly like people of the public don't know who the fuck I am. So if you guys are listening to this, you you know what I'm saying? You're kind of on the inside. Like you get, you guys know me more than a lot of my best, the people I consider best friends. You know what I'm saying? And that's just real, dude, because who I am today is not who I am three days ago or three years ago or 10 years ago or fucking 30 years ago. Those are all pieces of me. But at the same time, I've done so much unlearning to relearn. I'm a brand new person every day because I have new things to be grateful for every single day. And what I'm grateful for that day dictates who I am for that day. So I believe we have the chance to recreate ourselves continuously, 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 as long as we own whatever the fuck we fucked up about and whatever the hell we've done in the past, then we're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you have the freedom and the ability because you've done the work. So I went out, I was feeling it all. And it's like this whole time I want to break down, dude. But like, I didn't even have the energy to cry. And I was like, man, like, I really need to cry. Like, it's just that feeling like on some real grown man shit. Like, because like I said, real grown men can feel all the feelings. Real grown men can cry. Real grown men can face this shit and feel every range of emotion there is to feel. <clears throat> so I'm just like, all right, I'm just being with myself, being with all the emotions, the whole thing. And then, you know, the whole time goes by. I come home, whatever, live my day. And then today I'm out on my first hike. And I'm messaging back and forth with my son and he's just so fucking sweet and kind and truly one of the dopest human beings I've ever met in my life. And he just said stuff to me that's so mature and so understanding, so simply and so real that it just broke me down, dude. I was so grateful. I'm like, oh my God, like, thank you, dude. Like, he's doing all the shit I just talked about, you know what I mean, like, he's really living that example, 
And I'm so inspired by Nate. Like, dude, I fucking love you so fucking much, man. And I know you know I would do anything for you, bro. Anything, man. And I I don't even for a second believe that you would ever doubt that. And that makes me feel really fucking good. So message me that and I fucking just squatted down in the dirt on top of this mountain. Some dude actually fucking ran his bike into me because I was standing in the way on my phone in the middle of these mountains. I was like, oh, bro, like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, this fucking dude in a mountain bike crashed into me. I was like, it didn't even like red. I was like, oh, bro, I am so sorry because it was completely me being a knucklehead. But what was going on in my conversation seemingly was so important. You know, I mean, it was to me. But uh, that was the example of sitting at the dinner table and seeing the next family on their phone. Is it really that important? Sometimes, you know, so don't be so quick to judge. Um, so I, that happened and then I get the messages and I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm just standing there just fucking bawling, dude. And like at the same time, I'm like, all right, this is really good. I went up on this big rock, meditated, filmed a video, filmed a couple videos for the IG. And then... Came back here, ate some food, now I'm recording. And like I said, I would love to be able to go surf. I, I don't even know if I can get to the beach before it gets dark or what. But uh, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that. I got to read my book. And then I'm going to take a fucking parenting class so I could be proactive to do it before. Even if they recommend that I have to or not through the CPS thing. I'm a good person. I'm a fucking great dad. And I'm a fucking good working on great human being to society and to this world. And I know I help people and I know I save lives and I know I bring peace of mind to families. And I know that I am here for good reasons because I have good intentions and I do what the fuck is right. No matter who's looking, no matter where the fuck I'm at, no matter what credit I fucking will never get for it. I will always do that. Even to the woman when I was watching after your kids and that fucking creepy guy was circling around the jack in a box, knocking on you, the window while your kids were in there. And I fucking waited an extra 10 minutes for you to get to, to get out of jack in a box, to get back to your kids and to protect your kids from that fucking weirdo. And you stole my fucking cell phone after that. I love you, lady. It's all good. I was doing what was right. And I got my phone back. I know you weren't happy about that. <laughs> We showed up to your house at 2.30 in the morning. But you know what? It's shit like that. I know I will do the right thing no matter what. You know what I mean? And I understand people are going to be people. And people are going to do what the fuck they want to do. Whether they're aware of it or not. You know what I mean? So if I have enough awareness to be aware that people are just going to people... And that people's trauma is going to have them see things and view things in ways that are through a lens of a traumatic lifestyle or traumatic lessons that aren't healed. They're going to project that outwardly, you know. So same way, lady who I watched after your kids and you don't fucking know me and you didn't know I was doing that and you didn't know I protected your kids from that motherfucking weirdo. And you stole my iPhone. You know, that that's the that like that's the magic and the power of like, dude, some people just are so fucking clueless. You know what I'm saying? And it's not their fault. Yeah, I mean, it is her fault. She stole my phone, but I understand the hood she grew up in. I understand where this lady's from. I understand her lifestyle to a certain degree. I get it. That's the mentality of where she comes from. I used to have the mentality. You know what I mean? I get it. I'm not mad. It's all good. What's real is real. I, I'm never going to fuck with you or fucking, you know what I'm saying? And it's all good. So to wrap this up, do what the fuck is right. No matter who the fuck is watching or looking. Be a good person. Work towards being a great person. Be grateful. Be appreciative. Every single fucking day because life is too short. We're all going to die. We're not here to fucking survive life. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, we're all here to die. 
But what are you going to do before that happens? Unfortunately, a lot of us don't get to make it that far. Or unfortunately, a lot of us live all these years and have no fucking purpose or reason or happiness or gratitude. So if you don't know how to be happy and you don't know how to be a a good or even decent person, start with what the fuck you're grateful for, not what you're mad about, not what the fuck sucks or how you were wronged or whatever. Be fucking grateful. There's always somebody who could have it worse than you and there is somebody who always has it worse than you. You never know what the fuck people are going through unless you talk, you ask, you have conversations and you do the right thing so that people trust you, excuse me, with the information about their reality. I've gotten to a point where I don't really give a fuck what you do with my reality of my life and how I share it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's in alignment with the reality, with the truth, with actuality, actual reality. So, man, what an episode. I kind of just kicked all the shit off the dome. And uh, yeah, because it's real. And what's real is real. And that's what the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I'm good. I'm doing better. I'm getting more clear. I'm getting more focused. And at some point, I may ask some of you guys to write character statements for me to, you know, share who you guys know me as and where you've seen me come from, the type of parent I am, the type of person I am, how you see me and my stance in society and all of that shit. Anyways, (laughs) like I said, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I miss my fucking kids so much. I know I'll see them soon. What's right is right. The truth will always come out. The truth will always prevail. Much love, everybody. Have a beautiful day. Peace.